Back to the beat. Bulls beat continues with Derek Sharp. Definitely will be different this week as for the first time I will not be part of the show Bullseye with Alex Golish, but Kaylee Cottrell and BJ Daniels will be holding it down and you can look forward to having that show on Thursday on Bulls Unlimited, realizing that it's Thanksgiving and hey, what a way to start it off. If you don't happen to make Bullseye part of your Thanksgiving tradition, then that's okay. We'll replay it, I'm sure, on Friday as well. Also means I won't be as much of a part of the football broadcast. You'll still have my voice fluttering in and out of the pregame, but we won't be part of it because we, meaning yours truly, and women's basketball will be in the Virgin Islands for three important games. The Bulls are 4-1. and one. The way they got there is worth examining because 3-0 and heading to Alabama last Thursday, and it looked like Alabama was a better team, but the Bulls certainly had a chance, and then the game started, and they didn't have a chance. They lost 70-41, to and what Coach Jose Fernandez told me after the game sums up kind of what's going on with the team right now. We learned a lot about ourselves here, you know. Uh, you know, it's tough for us to get easy baskets interiorly right now, you know, and uh, we just we, we go on spells where we're really struggling to score perimeter-wise. You've got to have some individual accountability, and that has to that has to happen for us to improve. You know, it's not breaking news that they were going to have a different look underneath. They had Dulce Fanka-Mengiato to feed the ball into. Funny to remember that two years ago, her first with the Bulls, she kind of struggled in games to finish, but that all changed last year and got her in the WNBA, where she just completed a full season with Seattle. Elena Chinecki was the player that, in crunch time, the Bulls could go to from the perimeter. And, of course, Sammy Puisis was going to be the returning player that could lead the way, but she is still injured. So you had a number of players who were either transferred in or were part of the team last year but weren't really called upon to be that main person, and then a couple of newcomers on the freshman front. And they're all having their issues. Eveline Litcha-Shipholt, who is the transfer, grad transfer from Cal, and is no doubt a leader sort, has been struggling to finish at times. Now, she had some big finishes in one of their wins, but not consistent yet. And truly, it unfolded right in front of my eyes in Alabama, where you had players who, frankly, are used to watching on the bench and watching someone else get it done. And here's the limelight, and here's a much tougher team than anything the Bulls saw in the first three games and they weren't ready for it. Now, the second half, things changed, and the Bulls played extremely tough, and one thing that stood out, even though they were not going to win the game, was that effort, including the player I mentioned, Lucha Shipholt, really trying to exhort her teammates. But far and away, leader in that department was Vicki Blasig. She almost did not leave the court in Alabama, where, in the end, Jose Fernandez was pulling some of his starters pretty quickly, letting the entire bench pretty much play, but she didn't leave the court. She played 39 minutes, and she scored 18 points, and she put on a fantastic second-half performance that had the crowd kind of going, well, who is this? Vicky Blessig had 14 points in the second half. The Bulls could not stop Sarah Ashley Barker, who entered the game hitting 65% and was 10 of 13 for 25 points, which was a career high. By the way, Barker yesterday was 7 for 10 as Alabama rolled at Little Rock, so they are 5-0. and Yesterday, the Bulls looked like they were going to roll. And oh, did I mention Blasig? She did not leave the court in this game. 
and she had quite the first half. Here are those highlights. Mickey Blasick starting things off with a three, and it is 3-0 Bulls, wide open, as the Bulls going with their Los Toros uniforms, which I am a big fan of. Dribble Blasick wide open for another three, and rhythm, man oh man, Vicky. It's not too tricky to figure out what the Bulls are going to do on offense. And the Bulls lead it 22-15. Oh, Blasik off the screen by Johansson. Knocks down another. Vicky Blasik just goes straight up with that. Enter in Maria Alvarez. Blasik does stay out there. Wilson over the defense to Blasik. Wide open on the right side. And that is looking really, really easy. Blasik, her fifth three. Maria out to Blasik. I think it's going up this time. Oh, yeah. Vicky Blasik. Already a career high in threes, her sixth. She is your leader for the Bulls, if I'm not stating the obvious too egregiously. Classic's been finishing. Oh, man, another open three. Maybe it was all part of the plan. Missed the layup so you can run the inbounds to Vicky Classic, and she's got a career high already with 23 points. And this is unbelievable, seven for nine on threes. To start off the second half, Blasic has the lane open up, puts it high off the glass, and that was not easy. 25 points, and Blasic, whose career high was again 21, she's already eclipsed it, is now nine for 12 from the floor. It's like Sarah Ashley Barker from Alabama the other night shot this incredible number, and the rest of the team was pedestrian. It's what we're having here today. The difference is Blasic's made so many threes. You look at the margin, and it's big for the Bulls, 44 to 29. Eklund back in, tries to dump it underneath the Broerman, and Evelyn Shipholt was there to block the shot. Rito gets the start, same starting lineup that began the game. Out to Blasic, passes on the open three, elbow jumper instead. Um, she's missed a few. You just couldn't tell me by the way it looks right now. And she is now 10 for 13 from the floor. And the Bulls are up 17 points. Blasic would not score again as UNF tightened its defense on her, and no one else for the Bulls was able to become that next score to the point where they missed 15 shots in a row, 21 out of 22, all the while UNF, which entered through four games, having 20 more three-pointers than its opponents, just free and easy, hitting pretty much everything from three-point land. In the third quarter, four threes, Jayla Adams hit two. Jayla Adams is a former high school star in the Daytona Beach area who is at her fourth school last year her career high at George Mason was 14 points. She scored 20 on this day. Uh, last year at George Mason, she hit more than one three-pointer in a game once, and that was two. She had never hit more than three in a game, and she made five in this game. That's how it was going, and it continued to go that way to start off the fourth quarter with two other players who didn't hit threes in the third quarter, draining them. Helena Rabstotter made it 50-49 to 49 UNF with 8.07 to go. Fortunately, the Bulls got somebody that could finish. We told you about Eveline Shipholt. It was just a rough day for her. She was 0 for 6, a couple of missed layups. Carla Brito kept trying to put stuff up, but it was wildly going off the backboard. Just no one looked like they were going to be able to score. It had a bad feel to it before Emma Johansson came in for Lucha Shipholt and essentially saved the day. Classic. Was unstoppable until the beginning of the third quarter. Now everybody is stoppable. They try and throw it inside to Emma. Much taller player, and there you go. Emma Johansson with the ease of a high off the glass layup ends the long shooting slump, and the Bulls take back the lead. They missed 15 buckets in a row. 51 to 50. Now you got to defend. They've been doing a good job of that. 
Washington wants to drive around Blassie. Got the tough shot. No good. And Wilson gets the rebound. Bulls with the lead and the ball. 4-12 to go. There is Emma again. Emma Johansson, the Swede, making a difference. And it's 53-50. Here's Todd with a jab step. And Danny Gonzalez gets in her way. Block shot. Now she looks up. She's got Blassie in front of her. Gets it over to Blassie. And Jose puts up the stop sign. Emma Johansson just has six points. But those were two enormous buckets. And now it's just 3.20 to go. The Bulls, not quite a put-away shot here, but another chance. Wilson off the pick and roll. Gonzalez wide open three. Yeah, boy, what a difference in confidence level. Those last three came in handy because they were the last three the Bulls scored in this contest. They were up by six at that point. UNF had one last surge, but the Bulls win 56-55. And the fact that UNF got a bucket with about 35 seconds left instead of say with 28, probably saved the Bulls because the Ospreys did not go with the foul approach. And at the very last, well, let's let you hear it. It was wild. Seven seconds different. Jose says, wait, eight, seven. Now he says go to Vicky Blassett. Double screen, drives in, almost travels. Three on the shot, it's got to go up. Wilson at the shot clock horn, rims out, battle for the board, and Blassett gets it. Three seconds left, and the game is over. UNF doesn't foul until the clock had expired. Oh man, that is not how you draw it up. So four and one, but with many an issue to solve, namely secondary and tertiary scoring and post scoring, but the Bulls win it 56-55. Victoria Blasic, 27.7 of 12 on three points. No one else scored double figures. Nod to Romy Levy who came on in the second quarter and had a nice spell with eight points on her own. Now on to the next game, and the Bulls were looking like they are going to have a tough day. They were trailing UNI, almost got up to double figures. You could see it heading in that direction, and then things changed dramatically as the other team had a dry spell, and the Bulls scored 18 straight. Got to get Jaden Reed going here on offense and on the assist game. Selton Miguel, ball above his head, gets it down to Kaysen Pryor, trying to post up Titan Anderson. Squares him up, spins, tries to go up and under, spins back again, high arcing jump shot, flattened it on the back rim. We call that smothered and covered on the playground, Joey. Yep. Reed out on the perimeter, goes between the legs. He's trying to blow by Bourne, kicks it in the corner. Selton Miguel, ball fake. Now he pulls up, he got fouled, made it anyway. Selton Miguel had a three, which he passed up on, took a dribble, then into contact. He got fouled and somehow losing the ball on the way up, made the shot. He fires to Heisey, goes left. Trying to come off a screen. Shot clock at one. They don't see it. And Bourne did not get that jump shot off in time. And nothing gets the bench going better than a shot clock violation. They're switching on every pass pretty much. Pryor with nine on the shot clock. Steps back. Launches a three. Bingo! Casey Pryor. His first triple of his South Florida career. Pass to Selton Miguel. Leaves it off for Youngblood. Fires a pass inside. Caught by Jones on the floor. Left-handed layup. Good. They got the lead. And that one misses. Jaden Reed gets the rebound. He's got a head of steam already. Crosses midcourt. Crosses over. Goes all the way to the basket. Reverse layup. Oh, he got that one to go, too. The Long Island Jet just went coast to coast in the Bulls on a 12-0 run. Lead 21-17. 7.25 to go in the first half. They are on their feet in the Yingling Center. Just under seven minutes to go first half. Youngblood at the free throw line again. And that is string music. Boy, this, is, this guy is pretty to watch at the line. Yeah. How about 19 for 20 to open the season? Make it 20 for 21. Jaden Reed, hesitation, stops on a dime, steps back, fires from 18. Yes! 
Jaden Reed put Bowen Bourne on ice skates right there. 16-0 run. Anderson lost it. Pulls on the floor first. It's a held ball situation. Possession arrow belongs to Northern Iowa. Before the Panthers even saw the ball on the ground, Joey, there were two bulls already diving, and that's what Amir Abdul-Rahim wants to see. Yep, and that's that's culture. That's that's wonderful to see. Shot clock down to 10. They got to get going here. Reed looking for a high screen. Spins against that. Goes all the way down to the paint. Throws it up. It's good! Beat his man to the basket, and he got fouled, and a chance at a three-point play. Wow, this run is an avalanche of points. Started at the halfway point of the first half with that jumper by Cason Pryor. Love that description by Jim Lighthall, and I thought his contributions were very solid. And you and I did not break it until the 216 mark, and they did not hit a field goal in there. They did not score a field goal in the last 11 minutes and 20 seconds of the first half. It was a 10-point game. Then a couple moments from the second half, a.k.a. the Jose Placer show, even though he was the star, there were other players as well. Minute and a half gone, second half. Placer way out on the left wing. Asked for a screen from Walker. Gets it. Goes behind the back. Steps back. Pulls up from three. Rattled it in. Placer. Shot clock is at eight. He's on the logo. He's going to fire it at some point on the handle. Pull up from 15. Good! Jose Placer now has a dozen, and that is his best performance in a South Florida uniform. Yep, Jose Placer is really carrying this USF offense here in the second half as the Bulls Build it back up to a nine-point lead at 42-33. to 33. Bounce pass. Taken away by Placer. He gambled and got it. Now it's a race to the basket. He's going to throw a lob. Caught by Knox. Alley-oop don't. Placer throws it to the heavens, and Kobe Knox finishes it. Jaden Reed enters the game. Freshman from Long Island. Had a big first half. Dribbles left. Hesitates. Gets it inside to Corey Walker. Two-handed dunk. Boy, the freshman commands so much attention on the dribble. All of the defense went with him, and Walker got the flush. Heisey, crossover dribble to the basket. Now he leaves it for Henry, and he got it blocked oh. up high by Miguel. He took it right out of his hand. Here comes Selton the other way. Leaves it for Knox. Layup is good. Oh. Selton with the steal midair and the assist at the other end. Oh, my goodness. That's one of the more impressive sequences I've seen. That was fun. That's a good place to end it. And the Bulls ended, even though it kind of slogged at the end of the game, 74-65. to Placer, 16 points in the second half. He scored 21. Knocks the Tampa kid with 13. Mentioned Case and Pryor. He was tough work underneath, keeping possessions alive, that kind of thing. Five points, four rebounds. Yeah, Corey Walker got the start at center. You had Daniel Topolobu, who had been their starting center, only play four minutes. Sam Hines only play five. Selton Miguel come off the bench eight and seven. This is a talented team. When they're hitting their threes, they can win more than they lose. They were seven for 21. UNI was five for 28, team that was making more than 10 a contest. If you want to hear all of our post-game interview with Amir Abdurrahim, look for it on our podcast page. Whether you go to Spotify or SoundCloud or Amazon Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, just type the South Florida Bulls Radio Network. That's all the time we have here on the streamed version of the show. Remember, the men are back at home. Wednesday against Maine. The volleyball team plays Wednesday afternoon, 12.30 against Rice. That's at the Corral. And, yep, I'm headed to the Virgin Islands. That's where our next show will emanate from on Wednesday. And then Thursday night against High Point, Friday night against Arizona State, and Saturday night against a very tough-looking Texas team is where the women's basketball team will try and improve on that 4-1 record. The men, meanwhile, are 2-1. Love bringing you those games on Sunday. You'll hear them repeated all throughout the day here on Monday. But that's been Bulls Beat for you here on a Monday morning. Thanks for listening. I'm Derek Sharp.